Everyone, welcome to the Betsburts Golf Rocket Mortgage Betting Preview. I'm Ryan Noonan, joined here by my friends. First, Andy Motter, Director of All Things Betting here at Betsburts. What's going on, buddy? It's a fresh hat. Yeah, Luis sent this to me. Like, the shirts are comfy. The hats are good, too. It is four for four season. It's uh, fantasy football's right around the corner. I'm, I'm the commissioner of the league. I haven't even set the goddamn uh, draft order. I'm going to start getting texts here soon, but... Yeah, it is a summer swing season. I'm going to concentrate on football a little for the next couple weeks and just let these tournaments kind of pass me by, try not to lose too much money, and then we'll be excited for the playoffs again. I think that's the boat that we're all in a little bit. We were waxing poetic about uh, chargers of the past before we got fired up here with our friend Jeff Fiber. Jeff, what's going on, buddy? I'll tell you what. I think pretty – not so much down because I like the postmaster as everyone's bitching about the postmasters. The season is still so fresh to me. I'm like, what are you guys complaining about? And I don't even mind change of pace events as we've spoken about a lot, like uh, team, like once in a while match play, anything to change the vibe uh, I am here for. Now it's kind of just like exhaustion. Like it's kind of fumes. The season is long. We're here. The events are hard to get up for. You look at these Motley Crew fields, and you know we'll get into it. But you know, when's the last time someone over like thirty-five to thirty to one won a tournament? And now we essentially have like only five guys under thirty to one. So like, how do you even bet this thing? Um, but yeah, and on to the note of like swing season. I'll tell you, my fed like I have a fetish. When I got to do radio hits at like the FedEx Cup and they throw in like some Chargers questions, it's like <laughs> literally a mix that I love because I love the Northern Trust. I love coming out of the Northern Trust. East, like, meh. But I, yeah, so that's like my ultimate like swing. Um, and then obviously, when we're lucky enough to have Ryder Cup year, whatever, who knows what's going to come of that or even in a few weeks, but yeah, I love that. Like a really good golf tournament with some like on the precipice of football. That is the best. That is, that is when I am peaking. I feel so my wind will come. I'll catch a sail. You might say I'm already on one right now, but you're getting there. You're getting there. You're getting there. I made a lot. You seen my betting card, Andy. It's, it's big, but yeah, just weird. rate my confidence level. I'd put it at a 2.2. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, the first, first time we ever did content together, Jeff. Is I think we did, uh, maybe it was a Masters. We did some sort of normal events along with like Chargers draft. Well, that's because it was the COVID swing yeah. season. And I mean, now that you said it, my favorite day in my annals, like on my book, it doesn't exist. The day Bryson won the U.S. Open and Herbert came out of his egg simultaneously, even though the Chargers lost that game to the Chiefs, is literally like a heart emojis day in in my life. Um, yeah, that so, was lung, lung puncture gate, right? That was the uh... yeah lung puncture oh, gate. God. Yeah, yeah. The, the the Chargers. God, we can't make this a Chargers podcast. No, guys. we got yeah, no, been, too early. It's not even August. I don't even Finally, allow myself to do it before I'm August. Gonna, I'm going to let you do one thing. Uh-oh. Pick a golfer who's analogous hmm. to the Chargers luck with team doctors over the last 20 years. 
You don't have to make it team doctors. You just say with Chargers <laughs> luck. It's like, like and I, I would have probably team said doctor stuff has been pretty wild. Yeah, between totally Dr. Cow and the uh, and then the uh, needle gate, but sorry, which was the first one you mentioned? Well, Dr. Chow, way back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm very familiar with Dr. Chow. Although now that you mentioned Dr. Chow, uh, we had a great hangout at at um, Ladanian's Hall of Fame. He we spilled the beans. I asked him if it's true that like if Ryan Leaf threw a chair at him. It's like no, that never that never happened. Um, we shared a beer, but Doctor Chow, yeah, it's a, for all the hype he gets in this fantasy circles, there's a very shady past there. Chris Dealman almost died on an airplane, an all pro guard. You can go read. I can go read. Go. I, I don't want to make a joke about the uh, the phrase that got used a lot last year, but maybe go do your own research on Doctor Chow. Yeah, just that do might, your own. <laughs> it might be a fun little rabbit hole. And it's funny, too. I, I got to thinking, you mentioned right off the top, you said we haven't had, like, a big number hit in a while. And it just goes to show that when you're doing your research and you're building your cards out, you can say, like, hey, this is the kind of tournament that we can have high variance in, and I'm going to hit some – I'm going to throw some bombs out. And I feel like we always throw some bombs out. But so many people harped on it last year, but like, oh, man. You know, Cam Champ and Matthew Wolf and who's the third one? Uh, well, Bryson won. No, no, no. The, the three of the three M. Michael three, Thompson. Three. Yeah, Michael Thompson. No wonder. Yeah, it doesn't right. help the argument. The, so, you yeah, should have just stopped the, the champ. And no, 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 no. But I'm saying the three winners who have won it were all triple digit odds, and people wanted to lean on that. Like it's, yeah, it's probably not super predictive. It's three years, and. I thought it was actually kind of funny that Chalk just ended up winning after that's all I heard about all week was, oh, man, is it just going to be another huge win? And I mean, Scott Pierce, he almost got us. He got us like 95% of the way there. That was a, a fun collapse for anyone who had any tickets that cashed on Tony, which, every, any which way but lose. But that was, uh, I will say, my, my one 3M story I enjoyed was, you remember anyone who watched last week, I was in the media tent. I had the credentials. And apparently, like, if you have that, and a lot of these people in the tent were from all over. There was a guy that wrote for, like, a Japanese uh, outlet. Like, he was just dealing with Hideki pretty much. So all these people are from all over the place. They just assume if you have the media pass, you are too, and not from, like, an hour south of there. So I, I said something to like a security guard at one point bitching about the weather. And he proceeded to like, tell me all about Minnesota weather for like five minutes. I'm like, yeah, this is what we have up here in July is like this. And I just politely listened, but that happened like three or four times. People just, yeah, Minnesota this time of year. He's like, uh, welcome here. You know, welcome to our weather. I'm like yeah, buddy, I, just, uh, I live here. I didn't, I didn't want to be mean and tell anybody they were dumb. It was uh, it was hot. It was windy, and Tony Finau is now a three-time winner. On yeah, tour. yeah, three, twice, back to back. Year. All right, how many great? Not many of our favorite players have put up back-to-back uh, wins. He's gonna win again next year. Uh, yeah, I'm already gonna just put that out there. <laughs> His track record in non-majors in the last almost since Mexico has been unconscious. Like, his stat line away from major championships has been beyond anything. Like, having one win almost feels like it's like he's earned it. He's earned it. 
Um, and certainly he's had some heartbreaking losses. So it's nice for him to get a, I don't want to say stress-free one. The only like commentary I have on the event, you know, I had a Grillo ticket. It would have been nice for it not to be a bomb, not to be chalk, just somewhere in a nice hittable high five range. Um, was that like Piercy was doing everything, like making every time you thought like Grillo could get a stroke or guys would get a stroke, Piercy was making that par or matching a stupid birdie on the par five, like really annoying. And then you get to 12 and he makes that huge birdie or another one and or a hole that you know other guys just didn't get. And it's he's up so much where it's like it's time to go in the pool, girls. Like, let's go, everyone's dead. Uh, you know. And um, for a tournament that was over for so long, it got like tight again. And you're like, oh, this is going to be great. But then it literally was only tight for like seven minutes because it got really close. And then Finau proceeded to just keep making birdies and Grillo makes a bogey. And there was really like eight minutes of, oh, my God, this is going to be fun. And Finau just took it by the ball. So, um, yeah. Great. I, I don't know. Minnesota was fun again. The water balls, that's something to, yeah. I think, be proud of like or excited about. It makes a tournament and its variants really I exciting. And I'm not betting any chalk this week, at least the mega, but there's a couple guys out up there I actually expect to play fantastic and fear yeah. greatly. And you're, I mean, you're right. The drama was like one hole, or like a two-hole stretch was just such a hard swing. It's it's essentially like Piercy just handed his lead to Fino, like, hey, you take my spot. You know, I'm, I have this multiple stroke lead. You can just have it. It's like they just switched spots real quick, and there wasn't really a yeah. oh, three or four guys are in contention now, and and we we have some drama. Although, like in classic Tony fashion, I mean, he hit the backboard on seventeen, like thirty feet off the. You know how far that ball goes if that grandstand isn't there. That's rolling under the 18th fairway. Like he hit that ball so far past so the, that green. It's not a short hole. Did you guys see the presser after where he was, uh, you know, celebrating the win? It was not. Court. It was not great for. It was fuel for Tony detractors because he talked about how all of a sudden he just he's been chasing. Just been. I felt like I was down five all day, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I actually got really nervous when I saw what happened to to Piercy." And all of a sudden, I'm standing on 17 with the lead, and it was it was a, a different amount of pressure. And it's like oh, that's very human of you, and very relatable, and very honest, but not like super great to hear that. Like you again, you're at seven, you're on the three, you're at three M. It's this is not. Uh, I don't know. It's very relatable, and I, I like that about Tony. I think that that's kind of why he's endearing. But I want you to be able to like I don't know, mask that at the three M and just kind of get home how you need to be continuing to play. But, you know, he went in the water in 18, played the backboard on 17, but he had built enough of a, of a lead and he, you know, he got home, but it was not, wasn't great. I, wonder, I, I, wonder I would just say Tony is so like, is such a brand new place for him. Sure. And I, as a Tony fan, I just be like, I've been an apologist for him. It's nice to see him just stack wins. Despite people will be like, yeah, he had to outduel Grillo and Piercy. What a, like that just is what it is. Um, it's just a win. And for all the close Tony calls, there was never a Tony up like like late and a gag. There was never like a True. Tony doing what Berger did or something at uh actually did get got by Xander in China once. 
I think, at the HSBC up uh, quite a bit where I went to bed thinking, oh, Tony's actually going to end it, and he didn't. But it's like almost newfound air for him to be in this stress-free situation. Like even Northern Trust last year is battling it out until like the the very end. So I I don't know. I could hope he won, and he should have prayer. He had the whole family there, and that kid, he – He's been waiting forever to be able to like run on a green. And because Tony wasn't even in the 18th group, he couldn't. But I remember like the close ups last like on so many of the close calls. Because that kid literally spent his whole life watching other kids of good players get a run on the green and get a trophy with their dad. And he's like now 10 years old and he never got to do it. It was like so. He must have been a clusterfuck too. For sure. My head, the, the presser, but- the presser too. Like, they weren't even near the I guess the clubhouse was kind of by there, but I love the press where it was just over by the, the bounce houses because Tony has like nine kids and I'm sure that some of the younger ones just didn't Wait, give a shit. Like, Rivers ah, like, there's uh, a bounce, there's yeah. like three bounce houses by the clubhouse dad. Like Jeff has a type. We, we can we can go after the round. We can go after the round. But so like he's doing an interview in front of these inflatables. That was he said that he out. can count on his one hands how many rounds that his entire family has missed this year. So apparently the whole crew is there yeah. every round every week. So that's that's impressive too. Well, I bet especially in summer. And then I had a thought where maybe he'd withdraw this week because listening to the radio call last week, they are kind of making mention, or at least on the weekend, because he was committed to this week and he is still playing. Yeah, But it's like he was right on that FedEx Cup 30 bubble, um, which, you know, Matters. to guys at 125 and those numbers, it's important. But to players of a certain caliber – their eyes are hyper hawking that 30 number because that has its own hyper relevance um, to them. And I thought, oh, maybe after catching last week right into the FedEx Cup, like why play Detroit? But I like when guys are on heaters and they're like, winning's hard. I'm hot. You look at his record. If anything, he should play the Wyndham too. Just the way he's literally been, been ball striking at these events that can call on um you know just just sticking it and he's not gonna make every putt but he's gonna overwhelm the green with opportunities sometimes that he doesn't he only needs a small fraction of them to go in well that's gonna be the key this week as well yeah kind of firing i was surprised at how few withdrawals we've had if kind of turning the leaf over to the the detroit because that like Mr. Uh, what, Who Bolton, else would you have thought Bolton? would withdraw? Well, just I mean, just like Grillo withdrew. Grillo he's, he's nabbed a couple I, second places, and he's I, like, I Fino. I thought Fino would pull out, and then it just—I yeah. mean, the fact that Bolton was on like te, you know number eleven or twelve towards the end of before the three well, the guys started, who were being added off the withdrawals were withdrawing themselves. So some of the withdrawals were actually worth two tweets. Yeah. It, that yeah, because he's in on his own number and he's out. Yeah, he's added. Oh, he's out. So every withdrawal was including like it was two tweets for one change up. Um, but yeah, I guess. But all these guys, they're desperate. They want the positioning. The road kind of kind of ends, you know, next week and, and beyond, I guess, for a bit. Why not play? We've been playing all and summer. Grio moved like forty spots. Like Grio, Grio is a. We'll, we'll start talking more about FedEx spots, but Grio's up around fifty now. He's not, you know, 
guaranteed to make it into that second week of the playoffs but yeah he is being being, being 50 yeah he is quite you think so i mean yeah i don't think window? he has to touch he's not going to drop 20 spots it's, a lot it's to tight though there i mean the, the points from like 50 to 70 there's not a lot like the 71st has 569 and he has 691 so i mean okay, i haven't looked at it that close but like <laughs> i would say he could sit out the first fedex event at 50 and still stay in set inside the top 70 but you're right i guess if he stood out this weekend Wyndham, he would put himself in a in a strange spot but good for him i don't know i i had the courage to bet him like, like it's annoying and i'm a fino big fan so i'm happy to like be able to take a win to other future arguments and even a few honestly like people were ready to like start kicking him off like u.s teams so like i like how this just sort of can that just almost settles that all down unless we're a full year from now almost and there's no win because the teammates love him so much that he'll like win any arguments if it's like put to a um he's the only guy that was worth his weight in paris uh and he played fairly well up in wisconsin as well so i know we're talking president's cup but like you know he's he's done well in these formats before so he should yeah and he's like all around good guy everyone likes him like if it's brought to the council like he's You'd have to be one hell of a player to out to like outduel Tony Finau at like the captain's council vote, like yeah. for final spots. I'd assume too. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm annoying and just shaming words. We got two tournaments. Maybe we should jump, in. jump into this yeah. pool. Started. I, I am so Minnesota's. Yeah, Minnesota yeah. had the water, and so the Rocket Mortgage here in Detroit is feels similar. But without the threat of water, uh, it yeah. is a very straightforward. Uh, we've seen bomb and gouge win. We've seen straight and uh, basically hot putters is really the the format here because we've seen you know the Kisners of the world, uh, and, you know Nate Lashley. We've seen those guys perform well here. Uh, but the field is better than what we had last week, where we just had kind of the top three guys. We talked about that. Like Decky kind of ejected early, but then we saw Finau and, and Sanjay finish one two actually once the, the dust settled on Sunday. But uh, top of the board is interesting. Finau obviously back. Cantley is here as well. We have the young Wake Forest duo that we love to to hammer on. Now that we are basically at or short of twenty for both of those guys, uh, Max Holm is the other guy here that is kind of in that below thirty tier. Uh, Andy, is there anything that is of interest to you here at the very top of the board for Detroit? Like I can't bet Cantley at that price, despite what like you just said it. The two chalk players played well, but it, it was a different kind of tournament. There is a lot of blow up holes, especially. And the fun part is the last hole is a blow up hole. Yeah. Like that if there if it would have been some drama, and we've we've seen that. Didn't even get the water last year with Champ. He just went off into the woods for some reason. But uh, there aren't these blow up holes in Detroit. It just turned into like, hey, is your ball striking good enough? Is your short irons going to put you in a spot to score? And then can you putt? And th- these greens are not easy. They haven't given up like, oh, everyone's just, you know, draining 30 footers that are nothing's breaking. They're they're hitting it from the far end of the green and damn near sinking these. Like it is tougher to putt here, but there will be some guys who putt well and those guys will be at the top of the leaderboard is and a filthy putting contest and it, it made it hard for me to really reckon with betting anybody super short i know like especially 
like Fino, I don't know where his motivation is coming off a win and having to play this one, especially where he sits now in the FedEx. Like he's he's in the top twenty. He's sitting really pretty. Cantley obviously sitting really pretty, but the price sucks. And then Zal, um, just Zal and Young and some of the other guys for their price, I didn't love everything about them. Ended up betting Homa at twenty five. I thought he should have been sub twenty. I really thought Max Homa's price should have been where like Zalatoris and Cam Young's was, and they should be granted. Like Zalatoris probably turns out to be the better golfer long term, but just give me a guy who's one who's really level headed. Like Homa just seems down to earth. He doesn't, you know, the Tony interview you spoke about. Like Homa just goes out there and like I don't know there. There, it is very mental, and after his last win, it did feel like, man, this is a guy who's just, he knows he's playing well. He's not getting in his own head about this, and I think he's going to place well. I think he's going to make a shitload of money later this month at these uh, at these playoffs. I think he's going to place well in all of those as well. So really the, the only thing, honestly, probably short of 50 that I bet. Oh, I have one. I guess I have one more that's a little – a little below 50, but yeah, home at 25 was a bet for me. I think that should be 18. Communal bet. Hat trick. All on it. Hat trick. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. He's dead me. Sorry, Max. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I'm not, yeah, I'm new to the home of betting despite being like the big home fan here. I, everything Andy said, I'm not like good players are winning events. I want to at least invest in a good player. I think there is a at least a fair number, and you can make a case that it's more than fair. Uh, and for this like Auto Zalator's vibe, I was on for a bit. It's just kind of over. Major season, like the end of major season, kind of felt like a season finale in that respect for me. And if we get to the FedEx Cup and it's full field and he's 28 30 to 1, I'll probably get in there. But, um, you know, for the moment, that'll sound silly. The Zalatoris Cam Young, for as great as they are, their win equity is, I guess it, it, they contend so much. I don't want to pick fun of win equity because that would be silly because I'll take their contention rate, much like Finau. Like you just yeah. contend. Xander, Matt Fitzpatrick, you just contend and trust me, you're going to freaking win. Like it's just a simple, <laughs> simple thing. You get enough rolls of the dice, you know, with only six pieces on the dice, you're going to get a piece of the die, the pie. Um, I love Cantley this week, but it's not a bettable situation for me. But I think like a lot of these other great players, he's playing well. He should feel good. Uh, he's really due for a win. It's so strange. He does. I mean, you know, he has the team win, but his placing like, yeah. So, but I'm just not betting it. So Homa's the, the option um, for me. And, and I am expecting a total like birdie brigade in a way last week. Couldn't you got in trouble last week. Not only do we have the water balls, but you can't just attack the green. That rough was thick. If you were off on on about fourteen of the uh, eighteen holes, like the whole question of do I want to take on even playing to the green? You see a lot of guys having to lay up in front of the hazards, knowing it just wasn't wasn't worth it. I don't. This is just a classical design to finish the Homa thing. Riviera, Quail. I mean Donald Ross. He's just clearly also, despite all the compliments Andy laid on him. He's shown an affinity to just really like and play well at these classic, classically designed golf courses. So, 
Homa Hattie. Yeah, we the also mentioned yes, you gotta you gotta also make putts here. He's been terrific, especially in yeah. that like five to ten range bucket, and then the short irons because you're able to pull driver and leave yourself with a lot of stuff in that like seventy-five to one fifty uh, proximity bucket, and he's been terrific there. That's actually one of the things that uh, for Cantley has actually been struggling a little bit. Again, it's all relative, and you can you know mess around with sample sizes and. And that could be a little bit noisy, but that would be one thing that would give me pause, along with obviously the number being super short on the board. So, and, the, and, and putting, you know, so many people, if, if you take in a lot of this golf betting, golf DFS media, people say, oh, putting, putting isn't sticky. Putting, is, putting isn't predictable. Putting shouldn't be part of your models. Putting is, you know, it, it should be tossed out for the most part. Probably true in a lot of cases. It isn't predictable. It's very hard, but. In cases like this, you do need to find golfers who have done it. Like, and granted, somebody can do it for the very first time, but I need guys who have had outlier putting rounds who can, you know, put it together. There, there are some guys just that's not a thing they do. You know, they'll have decent rounds or shitty rounds. Max gained like seven on the greens when he won Wells Fargo. He was actually kind of shitty around the green at the Memorial. He gained a bunch where he top 10 there. He has had some of these. I think probably if you go back to his win at Fortinet, what was it, <laughs> CJ? But the swing season is just gone. Just gone I, for like, I think it was Fort Fortinet. I'm sure if you look back at that, he gained a bunch too. But I, I did find a couple rounds looking at him. And I, I looked for this when I looked for people at, at the rocket like you have to be a guy who's had like a a five plus putting you know tournament and i don't want to brag but i actually have max homa this week at 347 to one. Oh, oh boy what did you what parlay parlayed with bryson yeah a bet 365 has a double boosted from uh to 347 to one um but i just assume it's max homa 347 to one because I've already handed Bryson Liv <laughs> Bedminster. So, um, yeah, Max Homa, 347 to 1. I might even, as I joked with Mayo, parlay Bryson with the Chargers win the Super Bowl just to juice that up. Because anything <laughs> you want, just juice it up 10%. Um, uh, yeah, on a different, that was just a joke. But I am hyper confident in, in Bryson, and I couldn't resist that double because of how confident I am in Bryson this week, which I've bet a stupid amount on. Um, staying light in, in in Detroit, hoping to get lucky, really put the chips in in, in on Liv, hoping to catch a whale, I guess. <laughs> well, you didn't stay that light as far as the number of bets that you made because you fired down the board at some bombs, but we'll get into the mid-range. Andy, you mentioned, because I don't have anyone besides home at 25, that's short of 55. Um, you said you had another there. I know Jeff has some some there as well. Uh, who else have you fired there short of 50, Andy? Still uh, shopping on this one because I think I can find better than – so it looks like I have a 41, but Webb Simpson actually isn't someone I've bet yet, but he's on, he's on the card kind of. I haven't been able to – it was a long – it's been a long time. Like he he's had top tens. His form kind of sucks right now. 
that's maybe going to keep me away. He's had some bad putting performances, and you got to go back a ways to find it. Like when I think it was the Tournament of Champions or the Sony, but a couple of years ago, this guy was doing it all the time with the putter. Like he'd have these rounds like this. So Webb Simpson is a look, but I'm still 50 50 if that one's actually going on the card. I would like it a lot better if it said 50. 50. Yeah. Um, I'm out on web, but you're the third person now. I uh, Mayo seems to be very in on on web. Uh, Ryan had mentioned to me that Ron over at Betsperts is in on web. Uh, and if you want to make the case, like I'm going to bet web this week and hope he catches the wind before people are touting him next week at Wyndham, where he'll be like the famous web baby thing, daughter, yada yada yada. Did yeah, I'm staring at Webb and Scott, and I can't pull the trigger on either. I lean Scott. I told Ryan even yesterday, I told my odds checker video, I thought I'd bet Scott, and I, when it was time to make the bets, I just couldn't pull the trigger. But but both those veterans right there at 40, I stared at, I stared at for a bit. I actually trust Scott more. Um, that's probably more of a current form thing, and... Um, he can play these courses pretty well. He's going to miss putts. They're going to be on TV. They're going to annoy you. But at courses like this, he can also overwhelm that 12-foot circle um, as well. So uh, just abundance of opportunity, I expect. He'll be the guy, the peace of mind, that won't be kind on Sunday night if he wins. But I like Scott. I like Simpson. Even right there, there's 45s on Denny, who... Off a T10 in a major, off like a strong season, off great results at Donald Ross courses historically, you think like the confidence, the course type, the putting thing, you wish there was a number. You got to pay for Denny. Uh, but yeah, that's another guy I was thinking of in front of 50, and I, I passed them all. I had him circled as well. I just, there's some things about his game that didn't quite jive for me here. And then... Again, I could have overlooked those if Denny was 70 to 1, even maybe 60 to 1. But Denny at 40 is a, a bridge too far for me. I did the same thing with Scott. Scott met some other criteria. He was a, a short list guy, too. I know, obviously, different kinds of greens, different time of the year. But uh, the Genesis and the Arnold Palmer, he was a guy who, just like I talked about, like, oh my God, we're doing outlier putting performances. You can. And you Even have way better his, than people. Um, oh yeah. He's had those weekends where it's and, like, this guy's just draining everything. And that's what you need is someone who is, has the capability to win a putting contest. So he's there. But again, the, the price of 35 is a, a bit out of where I would want to have him for a guy that I have a lot lower on just basically finding his way to the green compared to some of the people here. So it's weird that I'm he's here out on Scott. It's oh, like, because this is not, you look at what he's played this year. He played Wyndham last year, though. Okay. And he played um, as someone who's like kind of bullish on Scott coming into the year. He didn't have that like peak moment, but I think from a consistency Solid. level, he was way better than a lot of his like peers um, from like in that veteran bubble. I think he was far more consistent um, and he knows his schedule, but he played some really muck muck events in like the fall last year that shocked me also, Ryan. And he probably has to get to the quota. He probably has to get to yeah. the, the the required, I think, um, number. And for Adam Scott, 
like a couple other players feels like a couple more nibbles where he's gonna have his cake and eat it too friends shocked that he wasn't on the first bus to eat the cake to be honest you know what it is i could be so silly i've brought it up a few times andy you guys are perfect people to have this question to not to say it's a bet you like run to make but I swear, those guys, they committed. They committed to Trevor Immelman and, and in a way that they weren't going to get bought off of it. And it seemed like that Liv was like ready to 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 set reset with them as a couple way. Well, he's not the whale so much as Cam or Hideki. Feels like they will be featured mm-hmm. whales. But I know, you can, I know you can mock it with making a comment about draft odds and how dominant you guys have been about really putting it in the book's ass with drafts. Since Liv started, the President's Cup number didn't move. I looked at it on the first wave because, like, Louie left and... Um, answer. Answer. And you're just like, listen, there's just no... Europe, I mean, Europe, they they had fun in Australia and they made it close. There's just no way they could compete losing those guys. The line didn't move from losing Louis and answer, and it hasn't budged on the extremely confident rumors of of Cam Smith and Hideki. And no one's running to bet a minus 350. I get it. But we know how these things work. When things are are like sure things, minus 350 is a number people will will bet on and as it's even coming closer and the book's not moving it with the heavy cam smith hideki rumors you could even throw the adam scott never ending rumors i'm convinced that they're all playing through it and i know we've expected it but i don't know i mean andy your guys thoughts the few i mean maybe it's something they don't care to get beaten on but i, I don't know they haven't moved it on a rumor let alone Louis and answer leaving who are players that team roster cannot afford to have lost. There's, yeah. There's this weird <clears throat> scarlet letter that gets thrown on these players who take the money. And that's like, Oh, they're just, Oh, they're shitty people because like Greg Norman's a shitty person and Phil, <laughs> as it turned out to be a shitty person. And I mean, there's a couple people over at live who are probably shitty people. Uh, but it doesn't make these people bad people. And, it, it, you know, you can't just say that that's the decision making about everything in their life. Like, oh, they took the money. That means they have basically said, fuck everyone else. I hate everybody else. I don't give about, uh, you know, shit about anything but me. I think there are people who are like, I'm going to take this money because it's just an obscene amount and I can't say no. But at the same time, I made a promise to play in the President's Cup. And that matters to me too. Like, I don't see, like, there's so many people that just feel like they can't have both of those. Like you say, cake and eat it too. It's not cake and eat it too. Maybe it's more of, Hey, I'm, I'm not completely finishing one commitment and starting the other. Yeah. I made a commitment to that. The live is, you know, that money is, they, they've looked at the books, but like, Oh, you guys have 70 trillion bajillion dollars. Like that money's still going to be there. Come Thanksgiving, so no, I, I fully and, agree. And Cam Smith are decky guys. That. That's that's how it's going to happen with the president. And Cam Smith are decky and guys, and I guess Adam Sky. I guess you know Scott. They want all Masters champions. Like they want to put it to the. If you got a green jacket, it's almost like your auto, regardless of where you are in your career. Where's <laughs> um, about to get Danny, the bag? Danny Willett's talking well, to his. Uh, his, his, his and they Willett. It, there were reports because Willett played a practice round at the Open with like the full a full live crew. 
And that's what like, oh, but they're just like green jacket hoarding where they're like going to own the champions pictures. Like you could do whatever you want. You can kick a set of other things, but masters are actually going to be live celebrations in some respects. Um, but, but yeah. And Cam Smith and Hideki are so secure that they're not worried that, oh, if we don't take this right away, some other player is going to get our hundred million. Like Hideki will own them the Asian market. Cam Smith is, Cam Smith at this moment, like they are evergreen. They have no risk in, in law in like by long gaming. I mean, literally like three month gaming yeah. from a few weeks ago. So yeah. And again, from the odds, I look at it, not to say I'm running to bet it ever, not to say I expect USA to lose on home turf with the roster they'd have regardless, but I know how these markets work. They move on rumors. Like they move on speculation, like yeah. with everything. Um, and they haven't. So they must feel like those guys are playing and they don't need to reset a number. Um, and it would be drastic if a deck- also I don't think the I don't think the liquidity of uh yeah, they're not taking huge action on th- minus three fifty bets. I don't like, think it matters what the price is. I think it's just the fact that it's yeah, you're right. You're right too. You're right too. No, no one like no one gives a shit about the president's cup. You could argue the money. You could argue the roster even with Cam and Hideki. Like you could argue betting US is still free money um in that event. And if you could wait like six weeks, you're gonna make 35% money. I don't know, like stock brain might like it. I know there's risk in everything, but I'm telling you that team's not beating I get your point though, because if it it even with a little bit of action, if you're pulling Cam Smith and Decky off that team, that's probably five. It's probably five and a quarter. More than five. Yeah. It'd probably go to more than five. Because you're yeah. almost expecting now Cam Smith to play like the John Romney role of yeah. like getting four points, and then maybe you have a semblance of a chance because mm-hmm. one guy gets four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you steal some other things. Um yeah, I don't know. I could go to say I probably have the next number up because we all skip these guys or quant or thinking about them in front of the forties. Uh, he has sucked me dry a lot this year. I've been fooled a lot. <laughs> Why not get fooled one or two more times? Maverick McNeely, come on down. A really, we've seen odds all over the place this week, so we can talk about this one. I've seen it as low as thirty three. I'm bringing in a fifty. Um, I don't know the nine. You remove the nine, and it's another T twenty five, and we're like more like ah, Matt McNeely. Um, I know it was a nine without the water, as Andy mentioned. So maybe we shouldn't just remove it. But when you want to bet a guy, you've got to mentally make a case, and the case that I am is you remove the nine. It's another T twenty five that's probably getting glad handed in the golf betting sphere this week instead of just being. This middling entity also want to mention deeply thought about Sahith. Haven't really mentioned him at all in anything I have done, but took a long time for me to actually cross it off. And I watched his number drop in some places from a 50 to a 40. Does feel like he could overwhelm a pin this week um, also, but I'll have to miss it and be happy for him, I think. I bet him last week too. And every week this happens to me where again, teamed up on a bigger one and done. 
and it's basically a three-horse race, which it could end up being more horses with some big money down the stretch. But the two other horses had two of my outrights. So I'm like, well, I've got to cheer against two of my own guys already. <laughs> and Sahith was somebody I liked last week. Not as much this week. I get it with McNeely. He putted his ass off at the John Deere. He's a good enough player. He played 71 holes of pretty good golf. Uh, yeah, it was still like a couldn't get out of a bunker for three shots. And if you do that on a hole and then – when you finally do, you find yourself in some deep rough. And that's something to talk about here at Detroit, too. This is like U.S. Open level rough. It's not as easy to find, but there's like four inch plus rough on this course. You can get yourself in trouble, but again, it's it's so straightforward that if you're not an absolute jack wagon off the tee, it's not really going to come into play a ton. And even if you do, though, it's like a 75 yard chip right that's yeah, why that's we've a, seen that, that's a that's a thing the yeah. Reward, yeah so uh, you tip it on for 28 feet yeah, yeah you're just mad that you weren't able to birdie that hole is all like, yeah but the times you're able to execute that drive you're gonna get a birdie opportunity that's very short and when you're not able to execute it you're gonna get like a 28 footer and if you're maybe you're able to even hit one or two of the 20 footers to go with the ones you put tight like I, I i see it can't i mean he's incredibly popular he might be the most picked player i think cam champ this week at least in maybe some of the early stuff i have seen i know there are people that god bless those people that amalgamate like people's twitter posts to say these are the <laughs> and read the articles to say these are who people are are, are betting um yeah i'm just i don't know i'm not there i uh, like I said, my confidence level isn't high in anything, but I also gave Grillo last week with a confidence level of one and kind of showed up. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I could be done until like just in front of a hundred here, but let's, let's keep pounding. Yeah. I get some others in this. Uh, oh, I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. In this fifties. There's 70s. a reunion happening, Andy. Oh, between Ryan been, and a friend. It's been 51 weeks. Yeah, they broke up for a bit. The 72nd hole at the Wyndham uh, with Russell Henley and his shitting down his leg. Um, <laughs> it was really painful. He was in cruise control, and I haven't bet him since. We're going back to the well on uh, big game rust here this week, 55 on DraftKings. Uh, you know, ball striking, short wedges, confined fairways. Uh, you know, Russell Henley is is a guy that is – I bet him. He, Often, did you nice? See, he's often going to profile card. well in 55 at Bet US. I found uh this morning early Ooh. when I was hunting around. Yeah, he he graded out, and I hate him because I've bet him uh, a few times and it, yeah. it hasn't really worked out all that well. But yeah, he everything I put together for this tournament, he graded out so well. She's like, Oh, you're gonna, and again, it's easy to find greens and fairways here, but I'll still take guys who do it well. And his proximity's been great. He's actually his form is good enough to put him in a decent spot for me. And then I have his fit fairly high too. Like everything he he wasn't like top of anything for me, but he's top twenty across everything I looked at. Like this motherfucker's coming on my card. So yep. fifty five to one for sure. Yep. Uh, been thinking about it. Maybe we got to make it another party. Uh, he's still swimming around. The anything no, north of 50 seems fair is one of the first I didn't bet it, it was one of the first names that actually like came off the board is something I could do so maybe it'd be deep regret I could be talked into anything <laughs> I don't know 
I got I, five five bets. There's four bets above a hundred, so it's a lot of names. Another guy that profiles very similar there. Um, well, actually, you know, we don't give a lot of credit for these alt events because we're focused on. Well, first of all, they're weak fields. <clears throat> we're clearly focused on something else that week, and then if you look at what Mark Hubbard's done the last couple of times out, solo third at Barbasol, fourth at the Barracuda. Fits a lot of the things that we want here this week, too. Really good baseline putter. Um, good from the proximity ranges that I think matter. He gives up a ton of distance, but like in the Kevin Kisner builds, um, I think you can get there on Hubbard. I took Hubbard at 60. I like that one quite a bit. It feels like he should be further down the board from like name value, but again, the form is pretty nice and he fits. He played well at the Barracuda. Yeah. And I, he, I have a 60 that I haven't bet yet. You may have talked me into it. What was there a reason? That's where the one thing I couldn't dig out was, was there a reason on the withdrawal last week? I didn't find anything injury wise. I don't know if it was just tired and he knew he was going to play Detroit rather. Yeah, probably. I, I haven't think seen that if, if he's fine, if I can't find that he actually had some sort of nagging injury or some reason fatigue or otherwise, he, I'm going to bet him at 60. He graded out very well for me as well. Yeah, very nice profile and good form. So we're going to ride with that. If someone's going to bomb in Gouge's place, I like how yes. uh, Taylor Pendrith been playing. Again, oh, really- is this another hat trick? Yeah. You got Pendrith? Pendrith, Pendrith, Pendrith. I didn't. I'm not as – I'm keen on form. I'm not so keen on fit here. Agreed. Can, Agreed. But in Gouges, a shit but- show – in a shit show, I was like, giddy up. Let's let's give her. Pretty good from the proximity ranges. Shorter, like if yeah. again, when you think about like the really close proximity ranges, which I think would matter more for him than obviously like the 125 to 150 bucket, because we're expecting him to bomb it. Um they've been pretty darn good. Like top 30 in this field in both 75 to 100 and 100 to 25. So and can make putts. He's he's uh you know tied him top 20 in the 10 to 15 range over the last 36 rounds. And that's again, over a pretty large sample. Cause he missed a ton of time, but you know, fitting the bomb and gouge, I want to mix it up. I want some of the guys like Hubbard, some guys like Pendrith and then some other long shots that we have that I, um, that I think are interesting too. So I want to kind of throw it all across the board here this week. Cause we've seen kind of, yeah, you're pretty, fits. I mean, you're pretty much doing my card for me as you go. You you've named Henley and Hubbard. I already did Homa. And then Webb Simpson, I said I crossed off. Really, I, I don't have a bomb bomb outside of one guy. Um, the last two guys that I did add, actually, you know what? I do have a bomb. Never mind. He was 66 at one book, and that was ridiculous. But Brendan Brendan Steele is my last reasonable bet. He's a guy I can't quit for some reason. So 66 on him, I played it. I don't have a lot to uh, I don't have a lot to say about Brendan Steele that we haven't said every single week, but he's another one too. It's just like, hey, are you a good ball striker who's gonna like end up with a lot of opportunities? And you probably fit this course. And your short irons are good enough, and you're sixty six to one. Like, I think you should be forty five. So, Brendan yeah. Steele is my last reasonable bet. I like Steele. I couldn't get there because I just don't. I mean, we only need this uh, spike putting week, right? I just don't know that he has it. It's so bad. Having bet him last week and watching some of the early stuff on Thursday where he just continued to miss, you know, inside five feet, it was painful because we you know, obviously that I saw that number and I'm like, I took him at half the number last week. Like, I, sh- I should 
just from process, I should go back to Brandon Steele. He lost so many strokes oh. at Travelers in 3M. Arnold Palmer, he lost five and a half. Genesis, he lost so much. Like he has, he, you're wrong, Ryan. He does have spike putting weeks. They're just spikes to the low. Like he has, he has the opposite. The, the last time he truly had a spike putting week was like, uh, it looks like the PGA Championship two years ago. He had a He's couple of the that year, uh, the Honda and the players. And, and the best part was he gained four strokes at the PGA that week, finished 77th. <laughs> the, the putting spiked while everything else went to shit. So it, this one was hard to grasp, but I, I did bet it. Uh, Jeff, you got bombs. We're kind of into that, I think, 100 and maybe beyond range if you want to hit us. I know you have, a, uh, I think, a five-pack of uh, of bombs this week. Yeah, I got Goderip, uh pulled the 100, saw that as low as 60. Again, a shit show. I'll play the ceiling while, like, I think there's life for the Scots, the Webbs, the Henleys. Um, I, you know me in these events. I love, like... I don't want to say unknown with Goderip, but like the unknown of of playing really, really well and bringing it home. Um, Chesson Hadley, I've bet the stats. I don't know. There's just some consistency, but maybe even with less blow up hole potential, we'll, we'll get there with Chesson. Have made that bet. Lee Hodges two hundred to one. I have made that bet. Um, I'm not finished. I sent you a uh, Bo Hostler. I don't know. Putting contest. <laughs> going to go to my boy, Bo. I think I got to pull the 180 on Bo. So some really just muck, muck firecrackers <laughs> I've thrown out. I think there's one more. Um, I did send you my list, Ryan. No, Hadley. Uh, yeah, Nick Hardy. 120 Hardy. over at Bet365. Like you said, process. I bet him last week at 50 in a shit field. I'm going back this week, 120 in a shit field. So it's it for me. It's a lot of bodies, but but trust me, I'm still like in the um bottom low mid end of exposure on my on my scale here. But that's it. I got a lot. Could add one, could also say I'm just get I'm done. Bye. Most the ex- most the exposures on uh out in Bedminster. Yeah, my, my last one, I only have five that I've actually bet, and <clears throat> the last one was another one where it's just like, hey, his number sucks. And then I looked at another book, like, oh, I was just looking at the wrong book. Where If that's what you're going to charge, I don't know how you're going to take any bets on Kevin Streelman, but <laughs> 115 to 1, and he played well enough at the Barracuda for me to say this is a guy who can probably yeah. compete yeah. in a field like this at 100 to 1 or better. Kevin Strillman made the card. I don't mind Callum Tarum either. People like were so excited about him last yeah, week. It was such a bad weekend. Still seeing 130 to one. I honestly think that could be a like for all the people that took him last week. I would encourage you go back to that. Um, his big picture. He played pretty well. Um, yeah. There, there. That's the last thing I got to say on PGA Ryan. <laughs> your bombs. He played with David Skins in the. Uh... In the team Pro event, oh. no, in the in the team event down in uh, said yeah, Louisiana. So it just said Taryn Skins, and I I <laughs> would send that to producer Dan, and I made a, a rabbi joke with him. He thought it was uh, not going to be a great tweet, but perfectly <laughs> acceptable as a DM. <laughs> so uh, that's that's my Callum Tarum story, but I do like him. Um, he's again another yeah, guy good. shortlisted. I'm going to take it pretty easy on outrights the next two weeks. It's going to be mostly matchups, although uh, 
full tournament matchups. I think last week only two and three. I made up with it with the daily stuff, and then the rain and drinking got to me. I didn't bet a lot over the weekend, so slowly pissing it away back. I need to stop that and stopgap here. I need a stopgap weekend for sure. So yeah, I'll be looking for some. Uh, I'll be looking for some winners out of some maybe some positional bets as well. My only bomb is well, I took I, I took Goddard up as well. I, I think a hundred is a as a actually it's hard to say when maybe his fair number should be in the sixties. I just think a hundred is a really bad number on this kid. I took a small piece of the Chess and Hadley thing as well. A couple other guys I don't think I'm going to add, but I, they're interesting to me. Grayson Sig is playing pretty well and fits. Jason here. Sig, if you watch CBS's Saturday Jason about Sig. twelve times, um, <laughs> you think like after the second time. Finch Finch called him Jason. They'd have fixed it, but nope. Yeah, Jason Sig, uh, James Hunt, 100, 100, 135 to one. I'll bet him. Grayson, Grayson Sig. Like, I watched because because he got he got on TV. I kind of liked him, and I going back and looking at the stats, he was one of the bombs that just was below my cut line. But I found a one thirty five. I'll play that. Yeah, he's he's interesting to me. Uh, James Hahn playing pretty well, had a nice Sunday finish there. Um, and I don't know, Kurt Kitayama feels like a, a just yeah, bomb and putt. I don't know, I didn't make the play, but he's interesting to me. Maybe he's he hardcore. Are... Someone made the case to me that he like just plays well in windy, harder events. I don't, I haven't, we don't see him enough stateside, and I don't, I don't grind DP World Tour enough, to but I, I don't mind that. He seems like a guy that can just pin stock it and. Yep. Make you feel like a genius on your hundred to one. Yeah, because he can definitely bomb it. So, all right, Jeff, floor is yours, Bedminster. Before we have, oh, I just um, I got two bets. I bet Patrick Reed at eighteen to one, just a normal eighteen to one bet. We're gonna ride Patrick Reed until he wins on live. And I've made like I like this football game bet uh, on Bryson this week. The guy T ten on the U.S. So at the open he still needs to athlete entertainer like it's a mindset thing um he's proving it to himself more than he's proving it to anybody else there is in my opinion when bryson is healthy he can be the best player in the world at a golf course that is enormous i'm in i, I am in on i'm in on bryson and i'm not angry guys want to get this live angry guy i'm not angry. i'm just you know not angry just, I just enjoy the press conferences. What do you want from me? Like the the Henrik Stenson one will be good. You're allowed to like live and still make fun of like how Brooks Kepka's conducted himself. Like you're allowed. So we like, we like to the do PGA that. and we make fun of them all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's the thing. I've been making fun of the PGA forever. We don't let them off the hook. Weekends are filled with making fun of the PGA. I think people are hard, you know, they live smart. They picked on the events. They're polarizing the fields, but whatever. I I don't care. There's enough for two golf events this week. And I got no, some gonna, hard I need to dig life. more into like what the course is like. The uh, the preview series is light. I'm going to need Ryan to go, pl go play um, Harvest Ridge Valley Pumpkin Patch, whatever the Chicago one is. And get us not up. close to Chicago, by the way. Is it how, how much do you think it costs to go play that? Um, I actually think it's a, just a tad over a hundred. I looked, yeah, I think it's like one and a quarter. You should expense at the company, go play that so we can have a, a course preview for that course, <laughs> and then I'll try to get us media stuff for 
the, the media site for the live is actually looks a lot easier than the, the PGA one. Here's the problem. That's week two. It's a th- obviously oh, Thursday, it's Friday, Saturday. This, well, it is my wife's birthday. It's also Chargers Chiefs that night of week two. Oh, wow. You know, that's a we big... have a watch party down in Chicago, Jeff. You know, mm, maybe. Chargers oh, Chiefs. Be we, couch. That'll be if the Chargers, like as long as they beat the Raiders week one, that week two will be more of like, if they win, that's great. If they lose, it's fine. Because then their next three games are like, trust me, trust like bad teams. It's like... Uh, Seattle, Jacksonville, the Texans, they lost to last year, Mm -hmm. the Browns week five pre-Deshaun. So if they come out of Raiders, Chiefs one and one, they're going to like be set up to have a really nice record. Started Chargers and in Chargers. (laughs) I try not to do any of this before August, but I'm allowed to daydream soon, boys. Tell you that. Allowed to daydream. Um Soon, yeah. I don't, I don't live. Do it up should be. They start Friday, so an extra day. Okay. DraftKings had some early numbers on this one. I actually pulled 14s on Bryson hmm. uh, last last week. Um, so yeah, Bryson here, Bryson there. Play, please play well, Bryson. I'll play a little Bryson. You know what? Maybe I'll do a Bryson Homa m- matchup. I did a Bryson Homa while while we were recording. Bryson Homa double. There are there are a lot of odds suddenly for Liv, which is fine. I'm gonna look for hole in one Liv. I don't want that. I just want some of these websites really overthink their their yeah uh, how they do this. Oh nine to one. Even went wire to wire at Riviera was like the first wire to wire in like forever, and then Bet three six five introduced the boost, and then for their first two months of boost, like they were boosting guys to go wire to wire as if like this is a thing that we're looking. Yeah, it's super for. easy. Guys, like it's it the like market that we're looking for here as golf fans. Like no, yeah, not, not only pick the winner, but pick him to do something that happens like once or twice a year. So yeah, um, would be remiss before we leave. Didn't mention the dollar promo. If nothing else, you get Ron's previews. He writes in-depth previews of the course every week that are up on the premium site. That's a quarter to read it. You put the quarter in the machine, read the preview, get a lot of information about the course, the history of the course, and he does a very nice little uh, like stroke-scanned analysis saying, here's what's, ha- here's what's mattered in the past, here's what I think matters going forward. So that stuff's great. BetSpurtsGolf.com. And with that... Calling it a day. We'll be back next week. Check it out. Me and Clint Calhoun talking DFS 10 p.m. tonight. He's a semifinalist in the Fantasy Golf World Championships. I'm sure he'll mention that ad nauseum tonight. But <laughs> we will go over the DFS card tonight. So for me and Jeff, and even for Ryan, we hope you have a good Rocket Mortgage putting contest week. We'll see you next week.